Welcome to the NCTM podcast. We're in the middle of the 2018 autumn term. My name is Steve McCormack. I'm the comms director, communications director of the NCTM. And my objective today with my two guests is to find out more about what it's like for a math teacher to be in a maths hub work group and how that helps a teacher's personal professional development and also how much it can have an influence on colleagues back in their school maths department. So straight away, let's introduce the two teachers I have with me. Firstly, Katrina Shearer from uh, a school in Cambridgeshire. Hello, Katrina. Hello. Right. What's what's your where do you work and what job do you do there and what sort of a school is it? Uh, I work at Saffron Walden County High School, which is actually just over the border in North Essex. It's a really large, comprehensive. Uh, I'm a maths teacher there. I've been there about four years. Uh, I don't have any responsibility within the school, but I've been getting involved a lot with the Cambridge Maths Hub. And this is the second school you've worked at, is that right? Yes, before that I worked at a school in South London. So you've been teaching seven or eight years, something like that? Yeah, that's right. And you say it's a really big school. Give us an idea of how big. Uh, It's the only school in the town and for the surrounding villages uh, about 300 in each year group, and it goes all the way up to 18. OK, so you've got a sixth form as well. Uh, Satvir Bahia is with us as well. Satvir, um, tell us about your school and your role and a bit about how long you've been a maths teacher. Uh, my, um, I work in Platanas College in Stockwell. I've been a teacher for over 10 years, um, and I'm currently a head of department in my school. How big's the school? It's got about 1,000 students, um, but we're kind of increasing numbers on roles. So our year seven uh, is quite a bit larger than the other year groups. We don't have a sixth form at the moment, though, so it's only years seven to 11. Okay, Platanos High School, part of the Platanos Trust, yes? It is, yes. And the school used to have a different name? It did. It used to be uh, Stockwell High. Okay, so that's, that's who I've got with me today. Let's find out about how you both got involved with your maths hub and uh, what you've been doing. And just uh, at the outset, if you've got questions for each other, please uh, fire questions at each other while we're discussing things. So back to Katrina. Uh, how did you get involved in the Cambridge Maths Hub? I think my school had been involved with the maths hub for a year or so before I started working there. Um, an email came round advertising this work group and it looked really interesting. Uh, I had a quick conversation in the office with one of the other teachers and she said, this also looks really interesting. And since it was for two teachers to sign up, we, we decided we'd approach our head of department and go for it. Um, and the school was really supportive. They released us for both of us together for four days that year. They let us go back the next year and continue being involved with the same work group. Um, And off the back of that, uh, really started to get the department a lot more involved as well, especially in our second year. And so then this year I was asked by the Maths Hub to lead the same work group, which is mathematical thinking. Uh, And so I'm going to be leading a couple of work groups in different parts of Cambridgeshire. Okay, thank you. So we'll try and split this up into three things with both of you. Your own personal experience... Um, the degree to which you were able to influence your department and then also your decision, both of you now, to become work group leads next year. So let's go to Satvia. How did you get involved initially? 
Um, so I'd done some work with um, the Maths Hub in my previous school, which was in Surrey. So that would um, be Surrey Plus Maths Hub, yeah? Yeah, and yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I felt like um, it was one of the best bits of CPD as a maths teacher that I'd been on. And uh, so when I came to my current school, my boss asked me if I uh, was interested in becoming a PD lead. When she sent those details, I thought I really need to look at my local maths hub and see what's available. So I saw the mathematical thinking uh, session and approached my boss and said, would it be possible to uh, do both of the training sessions and have another teacher released to come to the mathematical thinking session with me. Uh, my school are very, very supportive and very interested in uh, teachers' professional development, so they actually released both of us to do it, which was brilliant. So you you got involved with, firstly, London Thames Maths Hub, yep. uh, which is one of six in London, and also with the mathematical thinking work group, which is the same as you, Katrina. Yep, is that right? right? So you're both involved in the same... So it's a sort of a national project, where, so which means... All maths hubs around the country do it, but the local manifestation of the activity is called a work group. Um, let, let's try and unpick what that phrase work group means, because uh, we at the NTTM and, and people who uh, coordinate maths hubs nationally like to think that the work group is, is a sort of a unique and a new and a... And a uh, a potentially powerful model of professional development. So, what 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 do you when people ask you, Katrina? What is this work group thing? What does that mean? How do you answer it? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the work group, but I think what makes it most different from a lot of the other professional development that I could be taking part in is the fact that it's the same people meeting every term it makes a really big difference when you're talking about new strategies to try and then you go away and you try them and you come back and you discuss them it makes a really big difference to know the other people in in the room who are talking there and you've had conversations with them before and you get an idea of how they teach and so when they describe something they've tried you you really can imagine it and you can sort of picture how that went for them and it makes it much easier then to go back and try those same ideas in your classes. I think when you can visualise it while someone's describing it and for me that's the most powerful thing, it's the continuity, it's meeting the same people over and over and having those really focused discussions where you've tried the same thing and you kind of know each other even though you're from different schools and it it makes it much easier to take those messages on board and to kind of keep going with them keep the enthusiasm up and it, it it's the work group is in gives the opportunity for a professional development experience lasting pretty much a whole school year yeah? yeah 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 both years that i've been involved we've met every term from about november through to july how about you sat work group what, what is it if somebody asks you that how would you uh, answer it uh i think to me it's um similar to like teaching and learning networks that I attended when I used to work in Brighton uh, and it was people um, getting together to actually try things so it's not training where you're kind of given some ideas and then sent off you actually try the ideas and then come back to uh, together discuss kind of what went well what the difficulties were um, and how we can kind of develop it and continue to work on it and I like the fact that there was 
uh, a range of experience with different teachers. So even as um, quite experienced teachers, you could still kind of find something uh, for your own professional development to move forward. And you were a member of the work group, Satvia, as head of department of your school, yes? Yes. And you, just as, in Katrina, a normal teacher. Yeah. Did you both find that there was a mix of types of people, types of experience within the work group? I definitely found that. We had some heads of department. We had some NQTs. Um, and I think you're right. It, it's really nice to have that opportunity to, no matter what your level of seniority is within your own department, Actually, you're all on the same level within the work group. You're all coming into these new ideas kind of fresh. And it, it's a nice leveller, but it's a nice opportunity to really talk to people of different experience all on the same level. And I, I think it was the same for my work group, yeah. Mm. So there was um, a range of experience. And I actually went with a teacher in my school who who's only been teaching for, I think, she's in her third year of teaching um, and yeah, I felt like we were we were kind of on the same level, so we used to try things. And um, what I really liked is when we got together to do the lesson studies. Um, I think that previously I was kind of um, mentoring her as like a um, continued professional development from after her NQT year. Um, and so when I put ideas forward, sometimes she'd go, actually, no, I think that this would work better. And uh, her ideas were really good. And I did, yeah, I agree that I think that even though we were on different levels, we were kind of in the same position when we attended the work group and tried new ideas. So the context here again is <clears throat> there's a, a national project, we call it a network collaborative project, an NCP, at a national level, which all maths hubs are sort of participating in. And <clears throat> the idea is that both of your work groups in mathematical thinking were, were proceeding along pretty similar lines, grappling with the same sort of material, so let's find out if that was if that was true. What 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 were you doing in the work group, Katrina? Uh, so each term we'd attend one session, either a, a whole day or a half day session, and be introduced to new strategies, really to try and promote problem solving skills and reasoning skills um, in our students. So in the first session, we looked at a range of generic structures that could be adaptive for any uh, any kind of question you know any stimulus you could use one of these structures to turn that question into something that required a lot more reasoning skills um, and that that was something that uh, certainly my department got really excited by um, we we did a lot of work on that and actually that's something that was used a lot in my school um, in some of the other sessions we had uh, different strategies so uh, one called Chains of Reasoning, which is a a way to try and develop a single problem into kind of generalisations and encourage students to make generalisations. Um, we had ones about how to make the most out of drawing a diagram, how to uh, yeah encourage people to get started on a problem where they really don't have any idea how to tackle it. Um, and other ones about maybe going the other way and withholding the information so that something isn't possible to try and draw out what bits of information really are needed to get mm. started on a problem. That's a good flavour. Satvia, is this sounding familiar? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, um, what about the, the sort of dynamic of... Well, firstly, how many teachers were in your work group, Katrina? 
roughly? Uh, so about? we started with four different schools, each sending two teachers. Um, various sessions, though, I'd say there were two schools that mine and one other that were really committed and sent the same two teachers every time. Some of the others swapped people in and out, mm, or uh, mm. we had one that was on a snow day, which didn't work so no, well. I remember that. So sort of maximum eight people but, in the room yeah, with, with somebody leading it, yeah? Yes, and two people leading it. Yeah, two leading it. How about you, Satvir, size? Um, there were, I think, possibly about five different schools. Um, a lot of them didn't send two people, though. So I think um, our school was the one that consistently sent two people uh, along to each session. And there were probably about six people, five people who were attending um, throughout. Mm. What about the dynamic within the group when you're all sitting together in, in, in the room for, for one of your termly sessions? What did the work group lead do to sort of uh, promote the discussion? Uh, it'd be interesting to hear what went on in the room. Yeah, I think for the most part, really, they sat back and let us chat. Uh, that's my my memory of it is the bits that we got the most out of were, was just discussing with the other people, especially by the later sessions when you feel you've got to know these people a bit and you you really can imagine when they're describing what, they're, what they've tried with their class, you really can picture it because you've heard so much about them talking about their teaching. Mm. Uh, those are the bits that I felt I got the most out of. That and I think it's interesting that we've, we've both said that we, our schools were the ones that let us send two teachers and that was a really big thing for me, the fact that I had a colleague with me all the time. Yeah. And we could discuss whenever a new idea was presented, we'd sort of make eye contact, go, oh, I like this. I can imagine this working with our upcoming year nine topic or, you know, oh, don't you think our shared year, year 10 class would go for this? And I think that made certainly made a really big difference, both in the sessions, but also back at school to have mm. that there. You're yeah. nodding, Satvia. I think it massively helped um, having someone from the same school because, yeah, I agree completely. Um, you're following the same scheme of work as the person uh, from the same school as you. So you do instantly think, oh, yeah, this is coming up with year 10. This is coming up with year nine. Uh, and it starts to give ideas. But I also agree that with the work group lead, um, they they didn't really do much to promote discussion because a lot of the time we would kind of walk in after a lesson study and uh, if we were asked to take like photos of students' work before they even had a chance at the beginning of the session, we'd just start pulling out photos. And one of the planned sessions was usually, you know, can you go over them? Um, and they'd go, yeah, we've noticed actually you've already started sharing your yeah. work with each other, etc. So you mentioned the phrase lesson study. Was part of your work group, Satvir, that everybody in the work group taught the same lesson back in their schools and then came back and discussed? Yeah, it wasn't um, the same lesson. Um, it was the the idea that you'd been given and then you decided who you were going to um, do the lesson study with. Right. And Katrina, any, any, anything along those lines? Yeah, very similar. So we were given gen, uh, general strategies. And again, this is where having two people from the same school was really helpful. We had then a bit of planning time to decide how we were going to implement those strategies in our classroom and then go back to school and give that a go. So you might be able to hear a phone vibrating in the background. Don't worry about it. We don't know whose bag it's in. If you can't hear it back home, don't worry about it. We'll just ignore it here. Um, so let's move on to how this has affected you personally as math teachers. For, forget for the moment your colleagues, your departments, you personally as math teachers. Uh, how has this, this experience uh, affected you, Katrina? I think 
problem solving and reasoning are always things I've known are really important, but I didn't necessarily have concrete strategies for how to make my students better at them. And that was the thing that I took the most from from this work group was actually having concrete strategies of, well, have you tried doing this? You know, this will help promote their reasoning skills rather than going, oh, okay, I need my students to be better problem solvers. So I guess I'll just throw more problems at them, Mm -hmm. Um, which wasn't really working. Um, So, yeah, it was it was really nice to actually for the first time, I think, be presented with things that I could try that would explicitly promote reasoning skills, but could be applied across any subject. Uh, It's not all just proportion and multiplicative reasoning or algebra or you know you, you can apply these strategies to to anything and I found that really helpful. Savia? Um I think for me as someone who's um, got uh, quite a bit of experience in maths teaching I felt like when I attended the first session and we were introduced to the strategies uh, I thought oh I've seen a lot of these before mm-hmm. um, down to the very first um, bar graph with the parts covered um, and I thought, mm, how much am I going to gain out of this work group? And I thought maybe it will be me working with the teacher and kind of developing her professionally. Your, your colleague from your yes, school. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, when I went to the sessions later on, I thought, ah, oh, I've never I've never tried this before. This helps me kind of um, structure the way to get students thinking about their reasoning. Um, and then the last session as well that we had, uh, I thought, ah, oh, I've never tried this before. So I promote problem solving, but I've never tried this particular strategy before. So I felt like even as an experienced teacher, I kind of I gained quite a lot from it. And I also got really excited as um as I head of department because I'm one of two, and my focus is uh, teaching and learning and professional development in my department. So I got really excited about ideas that I could take back to a team of teachers, some of whom are very very experienced. Um, just to kind of give them strategies where I thought if I haven't been introduced to these before, then actually maybe they haven't and it can support their professional development as well. So let's move on to that now. To what extent did you try to and were you successful at bringing your experience back to your department and sort of encouraging them to to start moving along the same journey that you'd moved on during the work group yourself? Um, Some of them kind of picked up the idea straight away and um, started kind of implementing them in lessons quite regularly. But because our work group sessions were quite late in the year, there are some strategies that I haven't actually introduced to the department yet. And um, my plan is to continue uh, in in our CPD sessions in our department uh, throughout this year. So you said some of them picked it up. They just sort of heard you talking when you came back, did they, with the, the colleague that you went with? Well, we ran we ran one session, mm-hmm. uh, which was the first one on strategies, and the department brought back um, samples. But I think because we have quite an experienced team, uh, some of them had seen a lot of those strategies before. So when they brought back examples of students' work, they were like, oh, actually, I do this. Um, and here's some here's some examples of their work. But I think, like, um, like me, the ideas that we tried later on, I think they could benefit from that if they kind of started implementing those. Yeah. How big's your department? How many teachers? You, you said you were a, a co-head of department. Did I understand that correctly? Yes. How does that work? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just you just have, share the job, yeah? yeah. Yeah, we share the job. Um, but you're both full time teachers, is that right? Yes. In every day. Yes. Okay. So Katrina, what? 
to what extent did you try to and succeed in uh, taking this stuff with your colleague back to your own department? So we have quite a large department. There's about 16 members of staff and generally a couple of trainees as well at any one time. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had to book in uh, sessions in our department meetings. Um, we We don't have department meetings every week, but when we do, they're usually focused around teaching and learning Um, and there's a lot of people who want to talk and have lots of really good ideas which is one of the nice things about working there but it did mean we had to get our slot booked in um, to take these ideas back and we essentially ran a a cut down version of the workshops that we'd attended for our department and gave them a lot of the strategies to try gave them some planning time so that they could start planning activities for their own classes and then uh, a few weeks later got their feedback on it. Um, Some of the tasks were taken up really well. I think the ones that really took off in our department were actually that first session. So it's interesting that your department maybe didn't go for it as much. Um, But I think a lot of our teachers got really into that. They made uh, some really nice resources that matched up to our scheme of work at the time. Um, lots of people tried these out with their classes and sent us really good feedback on it. Um, so that was really good. Some of the later ones, we had a, a couple of teachers who were really keen. Uh, like you say, there are some people who just hear an idea and think, yeah, this is definitely for me. And there were a few There were a few teachers who everything that we suggested, they just, uh, yeah, they went for and um, got really enthusiastically into them. One of the ideas that, got picked up quite well was the idea of withholding information to try and make students ask questions and have to ask for what the important bits are and we found that worked quite well because of the timings it was round about June Uh, we tried it with our year nine and ten classes revising for their end of year exams and taking a load of questions but taking out information so that students have to try and decide what this question might be asking what information they'd need to solve it next um and you know any any little assumptions what assumptions are you making here and and how can you check them and we found that worked really well actually in the context of revision lessons and uh, going over material but exposing students also to how exam questions might be written so there are a few things that certainly timing i think helps uh, when in the year you do these things there's always some that get picked up better than others but lots of, yeah, lots of really good things came out of introducing it to the department rather than just from the two of us in our in our little workshop sessions. And do you feel you've put down roots for a bit more growth along these lines in your departments rather than because you know rather than just a session and after a staff meeting after school where you think oh that's good. But do you think any any of the teachers in your departments are now sort of on a bit of a starting journey themselves to think about the things that you've been thinking about for the past year in the, your work groups, or is that too much? Or is, uh, go on, Satve, you, you... I think I'm um, I'm in a fortunate position where I run the Department of Studies, <laughs> so um, I can make sure that it's on the agenda. Yes. And I'm also, as well as um, kind of mentoring this teacher who attended the sessions with me, um, training three members of staff uh, we have three trainees in the department so they can kind of um, incorporate it and we can work uh, with it in our mental meetings and they'll also be attending 
the work group this year that I'm running. Um, and I think with the rest of the department, um, I know in my head that actually it's going to be uh, in the um, scheduled CPD sessions for our department. So they will kind of have some time to spend on those activities um, and they will be kind of asked to bring back their feedback on how they find it. But yeah, I think I'm just in a fortunate position and I, th um, I think that did help being kind of a, um, part of the work group and being head of department at the same time. Mm, certainly. But certainly in both of your departments, roots, you've managed to sow seeds at the very least with uh, some colleagues. Yeah, and it's definitely something that like, I feel quite strongly that I'm going to keep pushing it in the department. And um, My head of department is very supportive and so I do have time in department meetings coming up this year to, to keep pushing it. I mean, it sort of it needs that continued promotion really until it becomes properly embedded. And I think, yeah, it's um, you have to kind of understand that it's not going to, you don't attend a work group in a year and then kind of bring your ideas to your department and suddenly everything will just um, develop amazingly well. Like it is continuous and it does need to keep being worked on. So on the theme of continuation, both of you now this year, this school year, are, are going to be work group leads, leading a group in, in the same, both in mathematical thinking, again, mm -hmm. the same part of the same network collaborative project, yes. Have you already got your groups of schools together? Do you know already which schools you're going to be leading, who's going to be in them, Katrina? No, no, we're recruiting at the moment. Um, we're actually doing it twice, once in Saffron Walden and once in Peterborough, right in the north of Cambridgeshire. And so we're trying to recruit schools at the moment right. uh, for that. But you've been to, there's been a national workshop, hasn't yes. there, for all of the work group leads around the country? Did you both go to that one? Did you do you recognise each other today? Did you? <laughs> no, they're both no, shaking their heads. No, there were a lot heads. of people there. <laughs> there were. Um, do you, uh, Satvi? Do you know which schools you'll be working with? How many? That sort of thing yet? No, we're also in the process of recruiting. Mm -hmm. um, we are trying to get up to six schools, um, but I think location-wise, we're quite lucky. Uh, South London, yeah, yeah. plenty of schools around. Yes, geographically very close. Whereas Cambridgeshire, big county, big distances, travelling. Is that do you sense that that might be uh, an issue to get recruit to to successfully recruit? Possibly one of the challenges I know for the Cambridge Maths Hub is to try and uh, they've really cracked the centre of the county and it's now trying to get people around the edge. Yeah. Um, so hopefully there, I mean there are a lot of schools in Peterborough, um, and so hopefully lots of them will be really keen to sign up um, down the south and sort of North Essex kind of way. Yeah, that it's more rural, but um, it's worth it. It's worth travelling for. Yeah, good. Well, I'm sure it is. Um, so you, you, you're both now moving up from a participant in a in a work group. You've done it twice, two years running, Katrina, once, Satvir, to the position of leading the work group. So that's a different role completely, different mindset. Um, how are you going to approach it? Have you got any early thoughts, Katrina, about how you're going to lead the group? Yeah, I think I'm lucky in that uh, one of the leads from last year is going to be leading it with me this year. Uh, so I've been able to talk to him a lot about how he approached it last year. Also, I think the structure of the work group is, is really well set up for this kind of progression because we saw these ideas last year and we tried them out ourselves, but then we took them to our department and launched it to them. And so I've already had a I guess, a little bit of experience of how to try and uh, sell these ideas on to other people. 
Um, and I'm hoping that will be useful for, on a larger scale for running a work group. Sadly, you're already head of department, which is a sort of a leadership role already. Uh, is Do you see your job as leading a work group as any different or... Um, are you just going to transfer what you already do within your own colleagues, so to speak, to colleagues from other schools? Um, I think it is very different when you're um, leading a work group because um, you're not, you know, line managing those uh, members of staff. Uh, and I think it is where you kind of picture yourself in the position where you're uh, in a very similar role to the people who are attending the work group. And I think... Um, as someone who kind of came and, and wasn't sure after the first session, uh, I think if I can speak to people um, who have a range of experience and uh, if they're new to it, then, um, you know, I think that they'll benefit from the first session. If they're quite experienced, then I think I can talk to them about my own experiences of the work group and how actually the sessions later on I found really valuable. Mm. And... Again, we, we know that secondary schools around the country, it, it, it's not always easy to get heads of department and, and senior management to let teachers out for things like this. So how would you, if you could talk to those heads of department who were slightly cautious, can I afford to let this person out? They're going to miss a year 11 lesson, all those sorts of considerations. How would you both sell the benefits of this sort of activity on a longer term basis, Katrina? I think it's exactly what you say. It's it's a long term investment. Yes, you you lose a teacher for four days of school, but if I mean four days is such a small percentage of all the time they're in school that year. If you can improve their lessons slightly for all the other days that they're there and going on for the years after, it's I mean it's it's so short sighted to stop people doing. CPD like this it, this is incredible CPD like the probably the best CPD that that I've ever done really and it's all free and just yeah for the cost of releasing somebody for four or five lessons for four days I think it's it's a very short-term view to hold someone back from that and I think you really need to consider the impact that it's going to have um, what impact can you have keeping that teacher in school for four days or releasing them for something that will massively um, develop them professionally and um, they can bring back ideas to the rest of the department. And if you're thinking about kind of approaching um, senior leadership teams, then uh, you can consider things like the feedback that we got where the three main exam boards, um, so AQA, Edexcel, OCR, all said um, that students really struggled most with the reasoning aspect so, um, you know, whatever way that you kind of look at the work group, it will be massively beneficial, whether you're, um, you know, kind of a main scale teacher, head of department um, or a senior leadership team kind of considering releasing teachers for a few days in a year. Um, I would say consider the impact that it's going to have, which I think would be huge. You very neatly plugged uh, another NCTM podcast there. Thank you very much. The last one, which is on our website still, of course, was with the three exam boards. We were sitting in this very studio, actually, with the three exam boards, looking back at last year's GCSE, last summer's GCSE. And they all said that reasoning and problem solving were the areas where students were still weak and anything teachers could do to, to, to help them gradually develop these skills uh, would, would, would be beneficial. So thanks for that plug. I just want, before we end, uh, Katrina, um, you, you've got a bit of a, a profile on Twitter. Um, you, you, you post resources, um, which are becoming very popular. Um, 
Is that something you've done off your own back or as part of your involvement with the Cambridge Maths Hub? Uh, no, 100% to do with the Cambridge Maths Hub. From um, this work group that we've been talking group, about? Yeah, we had really, really good take up within our school, especially on the, the first gap task. Um, and we created a load of resources and I thought they were really good. So I uh, posted them on TES, started promoting them on Twitter um, and people really liked them, which is good because I, I think that a lot of work went into them and they are really good resources. Um, one of the things that they kept saying in Birmingham, though, is that... This is the, the, the workshop with all the other work group yeah, leads. Yeah, is yep. that the work, work groups are about people rather than just products. And I think that's really true. I, I think it's really good that these resources are popular because they're, I mean, they are, if you use them well, really good ways to try and promote reasoning. But it's not a substitute for actually attending a work group yourself. Um, yeah, I've, I've certainly got so much out of it. And I know the other people in my department have got a lot out of it as well. So if you want to have a peek at what Katrina and, and colleagues developed over the course of a year, um, then you can uh, look at uh, her Twitter account, which is at C Shearer, S-H-E-A-R-E-R 41. That's um, Katrina's Twitter account. Satvir, you, you you don't post on Twitter, but you're a bit of a lurker, is that right? Yeah, and actually I might follow Katrina now to have a look at her resources. <laughs> um, but let's just briefly, Twitter, I mean, my view is that it it, it it's, it's a great way for math teachers just look at the tiny little bubble which is math teacher twitter to talk to each other across the country and share things and discuss do you agree yeah even though you don't post yourself (laughs) i do i do follow um some organizations yeah so yes yeah i i absolutely love it i mean i've only i've been on twitter less than a year but i'm a little bit obsessed with it um it also feeds my other hobby which is geometrical puzzles quite nicely Aha, uh-huh, right. Have you got another hobby you want to tell us about, Satvir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so, but I do also really like... Yeah. Geometrical puzzles. Yes, yes. <clears throat> OK, well, look, thank you both very much indeed for sharing with us your professional learning journey, which started as a member of a work group and is now taking you to leading work groups. So I, I hope they both go well this year. So that was the NCTM podcast uh, for this term. We do two every half term, actually. There are about a dozen... Uh, now, which you can get on our website. They cover topics from early years right through to A-level. And um, they're all on our website, uh, nctm.org.uk. But the best way to get our podcast is to subscribe to the NCTM podcast with ever you subscribe to with your other podcast because that way you'll get automatic notifications when there's a new one and if you say nice things about what you've heard today or any other podcast if you share links if you like us then that would be great as well because that would mean more math teachers will find out about us if you want to find out more about maths hubs you can go to mathshubs.org.uk uh, that will tell you about all of the work groups that all of the maths hubs are running this year and as Katrina and Satvir just said, there is recruitment still going on for lots of the work, these work groups. So if you like what you've heard today and you fancy doing something like that this school year, there will be an opportunity somewhere for you to do that uh, with your local maths hub. So uh, good luck if you decide to take that uh, choice, if you decide to take that option today. So we'll be back with another couple of podcasts before the end of this term. 
But in the meantime, thanks to Katrina, thanks to Satvir, thank you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>